everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'll Be Back podcast. This week, we are joined by a very special guest, Ian, and I hope I'm saying your last name correctly, Vela? Yep, got it. All right. Ian Vela, um, who you host a Temple Twitter account uh, at Temple Sidelines. Um, you're obviously an avid Temple fan, so Ian's going to join us this week and talk. We're going to talk a little bit of football, but the, uh, the Twitter people wanted us to shift to basketball as I think we are a little over this football team uh, seven games into the season. Um, but Ian, let's start with you. How, uh, how are you a Temple fan and how uh, did you come upon uh, hosting this account? Yeah, so um, really just falling in love with collegiate athletics, I suppose. I actually transferred into Temple from Iona College over in Westchester, New York. That's where I'm originally from. So I was at Iona um, before Rick Pitino came by and stuff, but still um, a regular in the NCAA tournament for basketball. Uh, they usually always win their conference over there. So um, fell in love with collegiate sports over there, really, for the most part. And I just decided I wanted to branch out a little bit. Um, Temple hit all the um, just check marks for me. Good business school, um, two and a half hours away, um, just a right distance away from home and um, just transferred over to Temple. and then. Um, you know, was committed to going to all the sporting events. Um, I was telling Sean a little earlier, my first Temple game was the Villanova loss. So um, I came in at the back end, really, um, right before Jeff Collins left and whatnot. So I've um, been a fan ever since. Um, so graduated from Temple in 2020, actually, um, was at the Fox School of Business and um, really fell into this sideline sports network account just by um, mutual friend running a, a separate account over there. And he knew I was a big Temple fan and um, really just signed up. Um, it, was really, it was really that easy. Um, if you guys don't know what Sideline Sports Network is, um, it's just a company providing media coverage for all the major professional sports, as well as at the collegiate level. So you can find um, any articles for any of your favorite teams on the SSN website, um, or you can simply look up a SSN Twitter account and it's usually just a fan, you know, current student or maybe a recent alumni, just uh, providing coverage for um, a team that they're essentially in love with, like like I am with Temple. So, yeah. That's, I mean, that's awesome. And I know, um, I mean, you and me have been interacting a little on Twitter more in the rest couple of months. So if you don't follow him already, it's at SSN underscore Temple. Um, he does a great job. And uh, it's, I mean, I, I can relate to you as somebody who, I mean, it's the same way. I just kind of started this podcast out of the blue as somebody who's a big fan and it worked out. Um, tonight, I, had, I forgot to mention, I'm drinking just a little bit of whiskey with like a couple ice cubes. It is a Wednesday and I'm not trying to get too banged up right now. Uh, since we didn't really plan on doing this until like four hours ago, Ian uh, was not prepared. So uh, we, we'll have to get Ian back when he has a, a six pack in the fridge at home. <laughs> absolutely especially uh after a tough loss like this past weekend uh whiskey is definitely a good choice uh yeah so good transition tough loss uh so I was at a wedding this weekend so Ian uh what was your analysis because I didn't get a chance to watch much of it um I, I peeped the score here and there I think when it was 14-7 I was like all right like we're losing but like this is I, I figured it would be like a game we could still come back and win like we did against Akron Obviously, I was wrong. Um, I will say it was cool because we were waiting to get into the venue and I was able to watch the entire overtime Penn State game. Like the entire overtime was just incredible to watch because me and one guy who were like college football guys, 
we got to watch that and then I missed the Temple game. Um, but Ian, what were your thoughts uh, Saturday night for our, our boys? <laughs> um, just one word comes to my head. Uh, it was, it was brutal. Um, you know, I like that you mentioned the Akron game because in the beginning we were getting gashed and um, it eventually came to an end and um, the defense was able to figure it out. But um, with the USF game, it just continued to happen. It just never stopped. Like I thought um, it would. Um, I mean, the defense just, you know, missing, missing tackles here and there, um, really just things we've seen before, but, um, in this case, it just really never stopped. I mean, um, defense couldn't get off the field. And then, um, once the offense came out, uh, couldn't sustain a drive. So then our defense had to go back on and, you know, um, with the defense being on the field for so long, they were just exhausted towards the end. I mean, um, I think USF had the ball for like 45 minutes or something like that. So, you know, I, I was telling Sean earlier, uh, you know, we're paying ESPN plus to watch Temple have the ball for 15 minutes. Um, it, it was just a tough sight to see, um, especially for a USF game that, um, you know, could be a really big turning point for, for the season, you know, um, after that big Cincinnati loss, um, a lot of fans were hoping that we'd bounce back against USF and, um, sort of keep us on this trajectory for uh, getting to a bowl game. Um, and now we are going up against a UCF team that runs the ball better than this USF team and um, sort of just hoping that it just doesn't happen again. Yeah, I think I saw the they ended up with 421 rushing yards, which is never a good sign. I think it was only the third time USF has ever done that in their school's history. And I mean, that alone can give you the idea of, like you mentioned, the time of possession just didn't go in our favor. And it seems like that's been the story all season. And yes, the defense can't give up 400 yards rushing, but the offense has to have some accountability. Like you can't just keep going three and out and then expect the defense to come back in and play well, because they're just going to get tired. It just keeps happening every game. It's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, we did see some life here and there when, we scored when it went, when, uh, when it went to 14, seven, when Juan Mathis, you know, beautiful pass to Randall Jones. And I'm at that point, like, okay, okay, here we go. Maybe the offense gets something going. But then again, I was like, we scored so quickly. Now our defense has to go back on. Um, they're probably still tired, but I like that. We took a shot there. Um, and then after that point, just, um, nothing really there. It was, it, it was disappointing. And I mean, you know, it's just a lot of things. Uh, I don't think we had Jaden Blue available. Um, and uh, did we? No. Yeah. I know yeah. Randall Jones was back for the first time in like two, three weeks. He had the touchdown and that was like a big deal. And I mean, like you said, Mathis, Mathis big plays have given me some life to this season. But like, mm -hmm. other than that, like there's really hard, there's a lot of tough games to be positive about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a big, a big uh, talking point has been the O-line. Um, and you know, that's been an issue because you'd think with how much experience they had coming into the season, um, that, you know, they'd be a successful line, but I guess, uh, I think even, I think DeCar John DiCarlo said, um, during your podcast or maybe, um, his, I think he said, you know, experience might not always be the best thing. And I guess that that's the case in this scenario. Um, yeah, I mean even with, with the O-line not being the best. Um, I, I like some flashes from the running backs that we do have. Um, you know, that's been a plus for the most part, but um, just, again, I don't, we didn't rush the ball that well um, this past game. I, oh yeah, we had 
I think I have stats up here. I think 48 rushing yards. Yeah. So uh, tough. Um, it's just been downhill, um, especially since we have this whole committee approach. And I thought we had so, such good depth there too. I, I think we do have good depth there. Obviously Clement leaving was. was yeah. Was, that was, that's was, still uh, like haunts me a little bit. Cause on paper, yeah. like you got, you got Mathis who was a, at one point a four-star recruit and you had Clement at one point was a four-star recruit. And like, that was your new backfield, like quarterback handing off to a running back, both athletic ones from Ohio state, one played at Florida and then Clement. Oh, I still don't know what the official thing happened there was he was gone from the team for personal reasons. And then he just was gone from the team completely. So yeah, I, I do wonder what would have happened if he was able to stick around with whatever occurred. <laughs> yeah. And you sort of wonder where he's going to transfer to next mm -hmm. um, with how abrupt that all was. And, uh, I mean, again, with these transfers coming in, they're, they're highly rated recruits. Um, you know, if they committed to Temple right out of high school, they'd be some of the highest rated recruits of all time at Temple. So um, with all these transfers coming in, you have high expectations for them. Um, again, though, it, it's a big chemistry thing too, you know, um, with people missing some time here and there. Um, you just, you know, it's tough for, um, I guess, the offense to even get going with, without having the best chemistry right off the gate with, um, you know, some of these other American athletic conference teams um, having super seniors come back, um, not as many transfers coming in. So um, I don't know, you just look at the positive negatives and uh, you'd like to think maybe it's a chemistry thing, uh, but maybe it's a talent thing too. I don't know. Um, so I'll, I'll do one more football question then. And I know people want to hear basketball. Um, mm -hmm. What are your, what are your thoughts on Rod Carey as a fan at the moment? Oh, oh man. Um, <laughs> geez, the, the rod question. Uh, yeah, I love, tw I love temple, uh, Twitter mafia, by yeah. the way. Um, everybody's calling for rods head for the most part, uh, on Twitter. Um, and it's, it's such a tough, tough thing. You know, I, I'm a very, I'm very critical too. Um, you know, even coming into the 2019, 2019 season, um, with the eight wins and I'm content with eight wins. Uh, I just don't like losing in embarrassing manner, you know, yeah. in, in embarrassing manner. I want to lose with some pride at least. Um, I can't remember the last loss that was, you know, relatively close. It's either we win by a small margin or lose by a large one. Blown out. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, um, it's, it's embarrassing to, to be frank. Um, and you sort of look through Rod's coaching history, you know, his time at NIU and, him adopting a relatively or relatively a, a great team. And then, um, you know, seeing a small decline here and there, but, you know, you can't expect, um, you know, that, that NIU team to keep running the table each, each year, but, you know, the fans were expecting big things and us Temple fans too, you know, with having such good coaching history here, um, Rod has to, has to do better. Um, I think he's getting close to the hot seat. Um, you know, going to the season, I was expecting like a six and six season. Um, some people better. Some, some people were thinking worse. Um, I don't know if we're going to get there. I, I, I don't have much hope after, after this big loss to USF, a team that hasn't won a conference game in what, like a year and a half or something like that. Yeah, um, it was bad. <laughs> so, you know, it's definitely fair to be critical. Um, you know, if we don't see any hope towards the end of the season, then um, fans have the right to, to, to speak their mind on Twitter. I'll, I'll say that at least. 
I do have to give a shout out to, I believe it was Sean Mohan, who, who I hope I said your name correctly, responded to my original tweet of, do you want to do football or basketball? And he said he thinks we could still end up winning nine games this year, which he's not wrong. We would have to win the table plus the bowl game. And Rod Carey's never even won a bowl game. So, That's Sean, cool. I love the optimism. But I'm going to take a step back, and I'm hoping we get six wins total, and probably we would lose the bowl game. So we six and seven is realistic for me at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to touch on it a, a little more, just like looking at the remaining remainder, the remaining part of their schedule. Um, you know, you have UCF at home, and you're visiting an East Carolina team, which I think is uh, pretty good, um, better than people think, um, despite their record. Um, and then Houston at home. Tulsa away and then Navy at home, hoping that's not um, just a gashing of the century with, with, with that Navy team um, coming, coming home. So uh, that's a tough, that's a tough, uh, tough schedule there to, to pull out um, a few more wins. Uh, that's why I also think this game last Saturday was so important yep. to win because you didn't have that many more wins to come by. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that USF game, you know, going in, going into the season preseason when, you know, making my predictions for wins that USF win was really just a, almost a guaranteed win for the most part. Uh, and it looked like that going in and um, yeah, tough. Um, but two weeks from today, there's a Temple basketball game and we play. I actually had to look up. I saw the initials online and then I had to look up what it stood for. And I apologize. University of Maryland Eastern Shore. So that was two weeks from tonight. We're recording this on a Wednesday. So you guys will hear this most likely Thursday morning. Um, but yeah, November 10th. So um, Ian, what, uh, what are your predictions and expectations this year for basketball? Um, I'm pretty high on Aaron McKee. I think between him and Carrie this year was a make or break season for both of them. And I think Aaron will do better. Um, so what are your thoughts? I have such high expectations for Temple basketball this year. I love um, it. I, I really do. And I, and I think a lot of it has to do with just um, with all the COVID restrictions in, in Philly last year and with all the stops and starts that um, Temple had to deal with last year. Um, I think with a proper preseason, um, the team can, can build chemistry, um, you know, having a healthy Caleb battle going into the season. I know he was a little banged up um, going into last year's and a team that really suffered uh, a bunch of losses last year by uh, very few points you know they were in uh you know the majority of, of, of their games i thought um so if you know that can be cleaned up with improved chemistry with you know everybody healthy um with jaleel white you know um being healthy um caliph being healthy um i i can see this team being really a, a 20 win team i i uh, you know i'm confident and saying that um, I'm hoping all the fans are hoping that as well. Um, you know, those are expectations that all Temple basketball fans should have with the prestige that the Temple basketball program um, has had in the past and, you know, still has um, really, you know, obviously with the UMES game, um, I'm going to abbreviate it like that. <laughs> um, you know, that should get us prepared for um, going against USC and, and, and then Clemson Um you know, one of my uh, favorite games was uh, Temple versus USC. I think we visited there and um, I was so excited because I think Temple was like five or six and oh at the time or something yeah. like that uh, yeah. going to last year and or no, two years ago, it's two, years yeah, ago. two years ago, two years ago. 
Um, and I was like, oh, this is Aaron McKee starting off, starting off hot. So um, I'm hoping, you know, Temple gets the ball rolling early. Um, that way, more fans come out to lead the course um, and really just get the momentum going before going to big five play. So um, I've, I've, I really do have high expectations for this team. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that, like, 20-point win mark, and I think that's always been kind of the um, – if you get to 20 wins, you're most likely making the tournament, and that's a, a good season. And, uh, the you know, Fran Dumphy's last couple of years, we didn't even make the tournament, but even the years that we were making it, we weren't winning the games. Uh, so the expectations, I think people – A, now we just want to make it to the tournament, but long-term is, uh, you know, get to the tournament and win multiple games in advance – in a couple rounds in the tournament. Um, and I, I think McKee is getting the team in that direction. They have a lot of younger guys. Uh, you mentioned Caleb battle, who I'm super excited for. He last year, he had a couple games where he proved that he could be the guy. Um, I'm super excited for Jalil white who we didn't get to see last season. Um, and I'm also intrigued by uh, Hasir Miller and Zach Hicks to the freshmen this year and what they can do uh, on the floor. Yeah, uh, McKee's getting their guy again, his guys in the program. And, um, you know, that was a big talking point for a lot of fans, you know, a way for McKee to get his guys in, the guys that he's recruiting, um, and really just see what, what he can do with the players that he decides to develop. Um, so we'll see, you know, we'll see. I, I think we have good depth. You know, I like that you mentioned those two guys. I have high hopes for them as well, um, you know. Hopefully they, they see, see the court as, as true freshmen. Um, and, you know, we still have a relatively young team too. So there's that as well. Um, and with, I don't want to call last year's season a dumpster fire because I think the team did relatively well for what they, with what they had to deal with. Um, so, you know, with the flashes that we saw last year, I, I think um, they can really grow this year and, you know, hit that, hit that 20 win mark. Um, I know Temple fans expect a lot more than the 20 wins. And I think the preseason, like AAC preseason poll was that we're going to finish eighth in the American. Yeah. I just I think, looked it up before we started recording. And I was like, Oh dang. eighth. Ooh. That's a joke. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think that's a joke. Um, but then again, I know, I think Temple was projected like the football team uh, hate to go back, but I think they were projected like 10th or something. And now that doesn't look quite as bad. <laughs> yeah. That's, that might not be that too far off, but um I think I think Temple is going to prove a lot of people wrong this year. Yeah, and uh, there's two things that you've mentioned already, and I uh, had them in my notes myself. Um, McKee getting his guys, so he's getting you know some of these athletes and longer guys and good shooters that he has honed in on, and um, and yeah, this this off season, a full off season, no COVID stops. So the co combination of those two things, I definitely think will go a long way this year. Um, and I, I think that will make for a better product on the court. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and really, I'm really excited just for um, big five play. I think we're, no, I, I know that we're tied with Villanova, I think for um, wins, overall wins in the big five. I think it's 20, I think we're tied 27, I think, or no, it's something less than that, but um, we're tied with Villanova for overall big five wins. So um, this year we get the, the we would, we could get the lead against Villanova. I don't, <laughs> I don't think anybody's like really expecting us to beat Villanova this year with um, Gillespie still on the team. Um, you know, I was really sad to see that he decided to stay. I thought he was going to declare, even though he was injured, because I was like, oh, no, another another yeah. tough game for Temple. But yep. um, I, I think there's a lot at stake here. Um, I hope the players um, really get to know how important 
the big five is to a lot of people um, because, you know, they didn't, a lot of them didn't, oh no, they didn't play any big five games last year. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, there's going to be a lot of their first games uh, playing the big five. So, um, you know, hopefully we run the table there and sort of edge out Villanova, but I guess we'll see. I think they're, I think they're fourth in the country uh, preseason. So, yeah. Yeah, Jay yeah. Wright's still doing a pretty good job over there. And uh, it's funny you mentioned Gillespie because it's just, uh, yeah, ever since like the first year they had Archie Diacono, which at this point was like nine or 10 years ago, um, they've just had this, you know, between Arch and Gillespie, just these guards that are just command the game so, so well in Jay Wright's offense. So, yes, I was kind of hoping he would have uh, left Villanova as well so he could do away with the uh six foot three white point guard from the suburbs that just kills us but we'll have to do it one more year <laughs> absolutely kills us and even going two years back i was at the temple villanova game um temple was hosting and um i we were up at half um you know i was really optimistic going to the second half and uh unfortunately they, they started to pull away um we had nate pierre louis by the way congrats to, to npl for uh signing with the lakers g league team uh, I think uh, a day or two ago, but um, it was I saw that. And mm -hmm. one of the headlines was like Temple's Russell Westbrook. I saw that signs. too. And like, I get where they're going with it, but like, it's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> I, I've heard that comparison before though, uh, believe it or not. May, may, maybe in a joking manner here and there. Like, but, I, I no. get it, but like, that's like Same a homeless style, man's but... Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah we'll, we'll see how he develops, you know, good for him. He's been really sort of in and out of basketball with you know the whole COVID year and um so um you know good for him um love to see more temple players in the nba you know at least um in recent memory you know yeah uh, lavoy allen is really our yep claim to fame right now and that was that was even before uh, uh i knew of temple's program for the most part i wasn't really into collegiate sports at the time so i had to backtrack and do my history and really find out how uh how famous Supple's basketball program really is. So, um, yeah, the sixth most wins in NCAA history, which not many people know that. Yeah, I actually think it's five. I, think it's five. Fifth, I, I know they like have flip flops just because I think we've lost more recently, but I know they're top six, possibly yeah. fifth again. Yeah, I think I think Syracuse is the team that's technically right behind us. Okay, but they're really close to us, so I think that's where the the uh, flip-flopping is occurring with that Syracuse team I um yeah I, I still remember like two years ago it actually might have been right when COVID happened and one of my friends decided oh we'll do a trivia zoom thing and it'll be fun and he asked me he said who are the top five winningest programs in college basketball history thinking I wouldn't know that and I got the top five like in order like it was like North Carolina UCLA Kansas Duke Temple and he's like how did you know that I'm like I, I have a lot of time on my hands and I just don't know why I knew that perfectly. <laughs> I love when I see that graphic come up or that stat um, mm -hmm. on a graphic come up on uh, whatever game, whether it's a Duke game or a Kansas game, they like to yeah. throw that graphic on there and then you just see Temple in there and then yeah. um, you just feel the, the Temple pride. Like, come oh, out. We're, we're relevant at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think the first time I saw that stat, um, the Leah Chorus parking garage, they had that stat like by an elevator. I that think makes that's sense. the first time, first time <laughs> I thought that. I'm like, really? You have to do a better job of advertising that, I feel like. Um, and, you know, hopefully we can not get snubbed by recruits by, uh, you know, making sure that they know that how, how good this program was and, 
you know, how good they, they can be. Potential really sky's the limit, especially in this new AAC that's going to occur. Don't want to get into the realignment and talk. I, know that <laughs> I, I didn't even consider that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is what um, it is at the moment. Yeah. So um, with that being said, with, with that, uh, Temple should finish very high up with, with these basketball teams coming in. And, and we're not, not we're, then that's an issue. <laughs> we're not going to go to the A10, right? We're not going to the A10. Not going Do you want to tell John Rothstein that, or should I? <laughs> <laughs> John Rothstein is very passionate. I love seeing Temple um, being tweeted about by, uh, you know, famous people. Um, mm-hmm. love, love seeing that. Um, love seeing the Temple talk there. Just not fan of, of, of the take, you know? Yeah, um, not at all. <laughs> you get X amount of money by the AAC. You know, you can go into the money talks about it. And um, I temples run the a10 for so long um and it's not what it used to be yeah um there's no need to go back in and then run the table there uh let's let's try and grow here and um you know hopefully get invited to to something even bigger um i think that's the end goal i think that's a lot of fans end goal definitely agree Mm -hmm. just we we have to just perform well in football and basketball and it stinks because, I mean, I, and you said you were, you didn't get to Temple until a little after the Matt Rule era, but like that football era, if the basketball had just been a l- slightly better, this might have already happened. But that's such yeah. a big if. And like, I mean, obviously Matt Rule leaves and no one's blaming him for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just Temple's in a position where football just has to stay consistently good and basketball has to stay consistently good to get these, you know, the recognition from these other conferences. So that's the goal is just put together a string of two to three good seasons for both sports. And then you could get a multi-million dollar invite. Yeah. You know, um, wins result in um, more just brand presence in, in, in media in general, and as well with fan attendance, um, just, just win, just win. And uh, we should see some, some results there. I know, um, a lot of people have their own opinions on where Temple should land, but uh, really, even on my on my account, I, I think I, I made a map and threw Temple where with like all the ACC teams. And you I could saw see, that. Like, that was a good one. <laughs> Temple looks just so beautifully positioned with all those other teams. It just makes sense to me. It might not make sense to the commissioner of the ACC at the moment, but um, really, once they lost Maryland. Um, Temple just fits perfectly on, on the map, um, and you ignite some some old rivalries with some Big East teams that are in the ACC now. Um, it it would be a dream come true, um, and you know hopefully with our new AD and with uh, Wingard really, uh, and um, from what I've seen from them, um, hopefully that can result in that one day. I don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I think they both look the part to take us to where we need to be. Um, and it's not, not going to happen overnight. I mean, they both got hired within the last, you know, Wingard was in July and uh, the new AD, Arthur Johnson, was three weeks ago. So we got some time to give them and hopefully they, they make it work. Yeah, you know, and I think Johnson starts uh, in a few weeks. Yeah, he didn't even officially start yet. So yeah, so um, I know with Temple fans, uh, not jumping the gun, but, you know, sort of um, speaking their mind on Twitter saying, you know, fire rod. I don't think that's going to happen. No, uh, it's not. Bill Johnson's on campus, so, you know, um, 
he has to do his assessment. And um, I think even he said that he was going to take a sit and learn approach mm-hmm. um, or listen and learn approach for, for the first few months. So um, I wouldn't expect any major changes um, up, up until after the season, if any changes do occur. Yeah, I, I think unless they literally lose every game yeah. the rest of the year, Rod's going to get one more season. Yeah, but hey, if, like we did talk about earlier, it's how they keep losing. If they keep, if their losses keep being by so so much, maybe, maybe Johnson gets rid of Carry, and then I don't know if he wants to do a coaching search his first couple months into the job though. So we'll see. Yeah, even um, I know once Pat Kraft left to Bo- left to Boston College, um, I think he fired the men's basketball coach like within the month or two he was there. So. Um, it wouldn't be out of the question um, to see that kind of change. Um, if you really want to make a statement, um, then that's how you do it. Yeah. Um, and if you want to get the fan base uh, rallied behind someone who, <laughs> yeah, who right. can make executive decisions like that, um, then by all means, uh, do what you think is right, Johnson. <laughs> well, we shall see if that happens. Um, Ian, one last question. I've been ending every episode with this. Um, and I, I hopefully don't have to keep asking it. Um, how has COVID been for you? You said you graduated during COVID. How's the last, you know, year and a half, last couple months of life slowly getting back to normal? How's it been? You know, it hasn't been relatively too bad. Um, I've been fortunate enough not to be um, impacted by COVID um, for the most part. Um, been able to work remotely, which has been a plus. Recently adopted a puppy um, German shepherd mix. So, um, taking advantage of that extra free time to, um, sort of grow personally and as well as raise a young child, um, as in the puppy, um, has been great. Um, decided to stay in Philly after graduating from Temple. So, um, and I was new to Philly, uh, going to Temple, um, never been until I visited the campus and really fell in love with it. Some of my best friends are here from Temple. Um, and just a big fan of being able to um, go to the football games and the basketball games. Um, but uh, just going back to COVID, um, just might go back in the office in January or February, still up in the air for the most part. Um, but again, it's just nice to be in the city, nice to have my own place and um, just nice to root for Temple Sports um, out of this COVID year, being able to tailgate with everyone it's 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 nice that it's on the at the back end finally well ian thank you so much for doing this this was such a pleasure talking to you um you you said you know it's just going to be fun to talk about temple sports before we start recording and it absolutely was um if you guys haven't already go follow him on twitter at ssn underscore temple for the sports network uh he he does a really good job with that twitter account Um, but ian thanks again man No, thank you, Sean. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And as always, guys, I'll be back.